0: Hollywood Live Extra with Tanya Hart.
1: I'm Tanya Hart, and today we are chatting with one of America's favorite judges, Maybelline Ephraim. You know what? It's hard to believe 20 years have gone by since Maybelline was selected by the Fox Network to host Divorce Court. Well, honey, she made that show a ratings juggernaut and helped usher in the new age of judge shows. These days, her new show. Justice with Judge Maybelline is still giving out wisdom when it comes to relationships, along with her new book, Look Deep Before You Leap. Judge Maybelline Ephraim, welcome to Hollywood Live Extra. Thank you, Tanya. I'm happy to be back. And yet, no,
0: it does not seem like 20 years. When I sat down and thought about it the other day, I was like, oh my God, I've been in this business now 20 years, and I've had the blessing and the privilege to now have two careers. Longevity in two careers, 40 years in law, 20 years in television mixed with law. What a blessing.
1: What a blessing. And that's why you are so good at this. I love the log line for your book, which is... Heed the red flags for a healthy relationship. And then you break down into very realistic categories with the usual issues like infidelity finances. But honestly, it's always those little things like housekeeping and cooking and weight issues. We're going to talk about as much as we can get through today. And um, let me just ask you, you know, we were talking politics earlier before you came on. And I'm just curious what, let's just start with the politics. What if you are a Democrat and your significant other is a Republican. How does that work out these days? Well, you have to figure that out
0: before you get into the relationship. And it probably works out because there is an agreement that we do not discuss politics or that we agree to disagree, that we have different points of view, but we would not allow that to cloud our relationship in a relationship people don't have to think the same they don't have to believe exactly the same thing in every subject matter now for me that probably would be difficult because i am so passionate about things that i believe in and principles that i believe in so for some people it works like that i look at governor Schwarzenegger and Maria Shriver, for instance, she was a stout. The family was, you know, he's a Kennedy. So that's different. And then Schwarzenegger was a Republican. And I often ask myself when I watch them, how does this work? But apparently, they didn't talk politics. Now, the infidelity was another issue, but
1: right. <laughs> work. I I was about to say, because that was my next thing. Okay, because infidelity is always at the top of the list. Is there any way to actually know if somebody's cheating on you? Well, you, you don't want you know to know whether they're cheat. Yes, to that question. <laughs> but the, the question in my book is,
0: heed the red flag warnings. There are mm-hmm. warning signs that a person is not cheating. True and is not committed to you and is not an honest person. So when you see that when you're dating, for instance, if you're dating someone and they are constantly on the telephone when you're in the car with them and the only answers you hear is, uh-huh, uh-uh, yeah, uh-uh, uh, uh-huh. you better heed that because and listen very carefully because usually that's a sign that there is someone else on the other line that they can't have a conversation in front of you and can't talk about. All right, you can't go to the house without calling. You can't go by unexpectedly. Uh, there's usually a reason for that. So those are mm. kind of red flag warnings that you have to look at and see if that might be a stop sign. You, Yeah, there's ways to tell that people are cheating on you, but you want to find that out before you get into the relationship. <laughs> so most of us see the warning sign. But dismiss it. Personally I saw it and a lot of my experiences these from this book is based upon some things that I experienced because I did not heed the red flag warnings. I saw mm-hmm. that my ex husband was cheating on me before we married, but he always had and excuse and a justification for whenever i saw him with another woman or heard him talking to another woman there was an explanation you need to you need to evaluate the explanations and just accept the reality of the fact he's cheating
1: and you know it's interesting and you know
0: red flag warnings is a stop sign stop
1: yeah, no, that's yeah, very that's true. Sure. And, and, and and you have to ask, though, even in this, just to finish up with the infidelity thing, is it something that a person has in their personality or is it is it caused by other things with the other? Because it's usually not you. If somebody is going to cheat on you, a lot of people want to blame themselves and they shouldn't. No, it's, it's, a, it's a principle and a belief.
0: As I said in my other book, Judge Maybelline's Life Lessons, uh, 52 tools for Weekly Living, marriage is a commitment of the heart. In anything that we want to be committed to and we're honest about, it has to be something that you believe in. You truly believe in being committed and that marriage is between one person and not between two or three persons. And it has to come from your heart. It has to be a basic core value and a basic belief. No, it has nothing to do with the other person. When I sat down and analyzed it, I went through, well, maybe I was too fat. Well, maybe I should have done this for my husband. Maybe I should have allowed this. Maybe I should have done that. Bottom line is maybe I should have done anything. I could have done any and everything the way he wanted it done. He still was going to cheat because it's a... It's a core value and personality. And one of the right. other things in looking deep before you leap, you want to go back to the person's background, to the person's experiences, to their life training, uh, to their familial relationships. How were they raised between their mother and father? What was the relationship? Mm-hmm. Was there infidelity? What did they see? What did they see in a marriage and in a relationship? What were they taught about marriage? There are, there are some men and women, too, who are taught, that you should never have one woman. You should always Mm. have somebody else, and you're a punk, you're a chump, you're less than a man if you give yourself to just one woman. That is a real principle for some people, a real statement. And so it it depends on what you've been taught, how you've been trained, and what you commit to. So it has nothing to do with the other person. It's a
1: core value, a principle. That's why I say heed the red flag warning. You know, you are so right about that. It's very interesting. You'd say that I've been married all my life to the same person, and but one of the main reasons I said yes to this man was because I saw how much his father loved his mother. That's right. And I said, you see, those relationships
0: matter. Yeah. I mean, really, it that was the one that your thing your person won't cheat, but it, it it gives you a sense of what the value system is. At least they've been exactly. raised with the same core value as you. One woman, one man. Marriage is a commitment of the heart. You don't run around with everybody else. You don't bring in two and three and other people in it. What I found out from my husband that we were incompatible is that his family had not been raised. He had not been raised with those type of core values, whereas mm-hmm. I had. And so that made a difference.
1: You know, let's look at those core values because you even talk in your book Things like housekeeping, cooking, you mentioned the weight issues. Um, How much do those things really play into, you know, heating that red flag? I mean, and how do you even know? How do you go into a relationship thinking, okay, I like to cook. Well, this person's never really had home cooking before. uh, So what should I do if I want them to help out? You know, or how do you go into a relationship when you're a really neat freak and you find out that the person that you're with is kind of a slob? What do you do? Well, again,
0: when you have different value systems and you do things differently, you have to figure out how much does that really matter to you. Um, in terms of housekeeping for, for for some people That are anal And A-type In terms of housekeeping And you want Everything in place And you want You, you don't want A sock in, You know Out of the drawer You don't want A glass on the counter You want everything Turned around In the cabinet The way it's supposed to be If you have an anal person OCDC person About those kinds of things And you are not It's not going to work It's going to cause Issues In your relationship You're going to find Yourselves arguing and going through changes on a regular basis about that so i think for things like housekeeping you have to decide what really matters to me the most in a relationship is it housekeeping or is it a person who cares about me and loves me so will i just go on and pick up behind the person or will, will i get upset if you can't live with a slob then you can't mm-hmm. marry a slob because right. <laughs> you will be doing all of the work and doing all of the housekeeping, and then you're gonna get upset about it. But there are some people who say that really doesn't matter to me. I'll pick up behind them. I'll do all of that because this person's the other part of life for me. He's there for me. He is. He supports what I'm trying to do. He believes in me. He, you know, he he comforts right. me. He, he he shields me. So you have each of us has to know. What's more important in life for you? What do you need and want out of a relationship? Uh, Because I evaluate that on a regular basis now that I'm not, I'm no longer married. I so like, what do I really Mm -hmm. want? some women, it's money, and it's the money that matters. Or for some people, are well, usually women. You want that person that makes a lot of money. I want a person who loves God and who loves me, who knows how Thank to you. be, who will be attentive and responsive and receptive to me, who cares about me, who is involved and knows the things I like, don't like. You know, and, and we can do things exactly. together. Um, the amount of money, you got to be self-sufficient. I don't want, I'm not going to buy you. I'm not going to pay for you. But I don't care if you're a millionaire. You could be a millionaire and a dog, or you could be a plumber and a hardworking man (laughs) that has really wonderful values. So you have to know what's important to you. It's the same thing about um, what was you talking about, housekeeping and cooking. Um, do you, my husband did most of the cooking, but are you, you the kind of person that if you enjoy cooking, you do it because you enjoy it. It's one thing to do it because you enjoy it. It's another to do it because it's expected of you. Will you enjoy it if it's expected of you or can you not do it if it's not expected of you? you know you know they don't ever want their husband to cook and if he cooks they don't like it because they feel less than a woman it makes them feel better when they do all the cooking so but for me i could care less whoever cooks. (laughs) Right? (laughs) So
1: you you really have to evaluate yourself and the relationship. You're listening to Hollywood Live Extra. I'm Tanya Hart. And I'm talking with Judge Maybelline Ephraim, host of Justice with Judge Maybelline and author of a new book, Look Deep Before You Leap. I got to tell you, Judge Maybelline, all of that stuff that you were talking about is so important and it's stuff that we all deal with. But you know, one of the things, um, and you also talk about this in your book, is the whole idea of people who are are suffering from abuse you know we've seen this so much here in hollywood the hashtag oh, yeah. me too and, and moving along what should men and women do who are in these kinds of abusive relationships what advice because you've seen this going through your courtroom for the last like you said 40 years this well, is not the new. advice
0: i would give is it's not from it's men and women and again we're talking about core values So, looking deep before you leave, and of course, you're in a working relationship, work environment, so you're not expecting that people will abuse you at work. But again, you have to look at your core values and say, what is more important to me? Is the job or the money more important to me or my self-worth and my value? So for women in particular, you have to know that you are worthy and what your value is and that you can get money without compromising yourself and your person. And so you, you cannot permit people to disrespect you. You cannot allow people to touch and feel on you when you know that they should not be without your consent. You cannot stand in an environment and hear the jokes about women and the nasty little comments and statements made about your behind or, or your body and not say anything about it. Too often we accept things in our workplace that you don't have to. And, and because we are conditioned and trained to do that, so, for instance, I had a, an employer who uh, I was working in the banking, banking environment. We went mm-hmm. out to uh, work for happy hour after work. And so my supervisor sitting next to me at the bar drink it and he touched me inappropriately on my leg. He did it one time. And I said, don't do that. And I'll call his name. Hal. don't do that? And then he touched me again. When he touched me again, I slapped him. <laughs> and he looked at me, and I slapped his hands away from me, and I hit him on his. Own. He says, "You, how dare you slap me?" I said, "How dare you touch me?" Okay. I didn't give you consent. I didn't give you consent to touch me. You know I'm right. your supervisor. You could be fired. I said, "Fire me." I don't care, but I'm not going to sit around and allow you to touch on me inappropriately. And sometimes we have fear of the reaction and what the response will be. My parents fortunately taught me that uh, a good name is better to be had than riches and gold, and I don't let anybody do things to me for the sake of a dollar. That's yes. a value system again. Again, uh, money right. is not as imp- is important to me, but my self-worth and my value and my principles are more important to me. And when we all begin to feel that way about ourselves as women, you don't have to take that. I don't have to take that. But let's understand what's going on. We have to have a lesson. We have to teach men differently because our yes. society has always taught men it's okay to touch on a woman and to feel on a woman and that's what a man is supposed to do so we have to start there's a new learning process or for men and women men have to be taught uh, that no that is not what you can do and that is not the way you should treat a woman whether she's your wife uh, your your colleague or whatever, there should be respect. You cannot touch her body because you feel like it. You cannot comment and make those remarks about her body because you feel like it. No, you cannot uh, sweet-talk her into having sex with you because you have power over her. But remember, yes. ultimately, you have the power over your body, each of yes, us. Yes, you do. And, and you know something? When you recognize I- and realize that... I control my body and I have the power. The question is, will you give up that control for the sake of a dollar or will you not?
1: Well, one that's of the where, things that you.
0: That's you're, where the thought pattern has to become yeah. now. No, not for the sake of more money, not for the sake of a different position or whatever, because I'm in control. And then men have to be taught differently in the homes for the younger men coming up. And for the older men, it has to be a retraining of the minds. As, well, as they the Bible certainly says, do. Your mind has to be renewed. <laughs> <laughs>
1: renewed well, I got to say, though, you have for the last 16 years, and I remember when you started this, so, and it's It's not, you know, you have been after men to really change. Like I said, for 16 years, you've been honoring unsung fathers in Mm -hmm. your annual awards and scholarship brunch. It's always on Father's Day. It is always fabulous. And so this is again, this is not new for you, but that's part of the retraining that you've been doing for years. Honoring what really made you want to honor the unsung fathers? Well, I I worked
0: as a prosecutor, and I also worked as a family law attorney. And as a prosecutor, of course, we prosecuted fathers who didn't pay child support. That was one of the things the prosecution office does here in California. And as a family law attorney, for some reason, it turned out that I ended up representing more men than women. I believe in children. I am a an advocate for children. I believe that in a divorce situation, men and women should not use children as pawns. I also You're firmly right. believe that a child, a child needs and deserves a relationship with both parents, not just one parent. And it's unfair when women use the child as a tool to try to keep them away from the father. I mm-hmm. began to represent men and I saw so many of them who really wanted to be involved in the lives of their children. But again, 20, 30 years ago, the attitude was men only have the right to see kids on weekends. And I've never believed in that every other weekend stuff and fathers being babysitters. No, they're parents. And they should have full parental time with their children. They should feel the brunt of being a parent as well. They should take them to school. They should have to get up and prepare their breakfast. They should have to help them with their homework. They should have to go on these little outings with other little kids. They should go on the field trips. They should be involved in the sleepovers and the parties and all of that. Mm -hmm. And so I fought hard for men to do that. What I found out was fathers really wanted to be involved and wanted to do that. But men don't like to fight. For children. Yeah, no. They don't really yeah. like conflict. And so they wouldn't go to court to do that. So I discovered that. And of course, I had a father like that who was completely involved. And I decided, you know what? I'm tired of all the negative, the negative that you keep hearing about deadbeat dads and men who aren't this and men who aren't that. I am going to change the perception. And let people know that there are fathers out here who are doing an absolutely wonderful job providing the love, the care, the support, the nurturing they need for their children. And they're going unnoticed. So I started a Father's Day event. It happened. The first one was in my backyard. And it was with (laughs) just the men in my life whom I knew were great fathers and had not been honored as such. Mm -hmm. And some of them were family members and some of them were close friends of mine. With their wives and families and i'm telling you the response was absolutely overwhelming they it was like tears tear jerkers men like oh my children never said that to me my my wife never said that to me and they and you know we waited on them we put on or we served them we gave them gifts and we we each gave us you know the children and the and the wives and and family mm. members said some wonderful things uh, in appreciation so then there my niece says, "Auntie, why don't you take this to the community?" And I was like, "To the community? Wow, that's a lot of work." And then, I, <laughs> okay, so I did one for the community, and again, I chose the men that I knew from uh, mm-hmm. from as clients or in church or other relationships, and we honored these men. Then we took it a step further, formed the foundation, and now the community nominates. So the nominations yes. come in from the community to honor these fathers. And I'm telling you, it makes a difference in the lives of men and children. Judge Maybelline, where can everybody get this book?
1: Because it's just really important.
0: Yeah, you can order it online, Judgemabelline.com. The name is spelled M-A-B-L-E-A-N. Judge Maybelline And of course the show Justice with Judge Maybelline, just check your local listing because it airs all over the nation.
1: Thank you so much. You come back anytime, and I just want everyone to know they're listening to American Urban Radio Network's Hollywood Live Extra. I'm Tanya Hart. Don't forget to subscribe to Hollywood Live Extra on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or any other podcast directory. Make sure you download all of them because you don't want to miss any of them. And if you like what you hear, leave a five-star review. I'm Tanya Hart. This is Hollywood Live Extra. Hollywood Live Extra, a product of American Urban Radio Networks.